Reading in Church, a proud partner with Audible.com. Previously on Reading in Church and Other Distractions. Uh, but Mike, we do have an email yes. that uh, we want to read, so you should you want to open the mailbag? Is that what we're going to do? Uh, yeah, let me open the mailbag. <laughs> okay, we do that. Um, and this one is from Mark. So since this is the year of Mark, yeah. I guess it's an appropriate <laughs> uh, email there. Or as his friends call him, year B. Year B, as his <laughs> friends call him. Hi, guys. Love your podcast. You don't have to start that way if you don't mean it. But yeah. if you do, it's right. nice. That's nice. Uh, I'm a new student. Take at, quotes. At Wheaton. <laughs> it is in quotes. Love your podcast. Uh, I am a new student at Wheaton College going for my MA uh, in biblical exegesis in Old Testament and New Testament. I will be taking classes in specific OT and NT books. Would you gentlemen be so kind as to recommend books that you think would be particularly interesting to do Greek and Hebrew exegesis with in him, Mark P.S.? Have you seen the David Bentley Hart David translation? Hyperes. Not David Hybeers, <laughs> David Bentley Hart translation of the New Testament. It is punishingly formal. That's quite a, yes. that's, that's a nice description nice. there. Uh, in its translation as a registered Bible nerd and card carrying smart aleck, I love it. Oh, I, are there meetings for that? Because I haven't been going. If I, there are, I don't have my card. I, I, don't know. I, I didn't know they get, Where are we meeting? they issued cards, but yeah. I'm certain that I've got it. So, um, so yeah, uh, thank you for writing <laughs> that in. That should serve you well in ministry. <laughs> yes, that's true. It certainly has served you us. probably ended up in some dead-end professorship. <laughs> Welcome to Reading in Church and Other Distractions with Rob and Mike. Well, welcome back to Reading in Church and Other Distractions. I am Robert Wallace. I'm Michael McKeever. Where'd you go? I'm... Welcome back. <laughs> okay. It's going to be one of those days. <laughs> well, you were here. <laughs> I see. Uh, it is. These you don't are... know that we stay here during the week. That we just wait. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just longingly looking at the microphones. Um, <laughs> and, is... and the clock. These are the readings for April 8th, 2018, the second Sunday of Easter. Mm-hmm. Just going through our prepositions earlier. So you're in Lent of Easter yeah. after Pentecost of Advent. Right. Right. So... You're this in is, Lent, but we're not in Lent with you. Yeah, we're not so Lent, but not we're in We're moving Lent. on. We're not in Lent with you. No, we are. The second Sunday of Easter, we have four readings. Uh, the Old Testament reading from Acts, uh, chapter 4, 32 to 35. I get to be bitter about this the whole Easter season. So Throw them a bone. I'm going to do it. Uh, Psalm 133. Not only do you get... You could do Acts for us. You could... Well, that would go a lot quicker, wouldn't it? <laughs> Maybe. Not only do they only give me one Old Testament reading, they give me a psalm with three verses. That's the whole psalm. It's three verses. I mean, you might as well give me Psalm 117, too. But anyway. Well, it's a very controversial psalm. So. Anyway, yeah, right. We'll dig right into the controversies. Yeah. Uh, 1 John 1 through 2. 2. So the whole first chapter of 1 John. Yeah, and the a lot. Two, two verses. And then John 20, 19 to 31, which you love. Right. So we want to right. say, oh, yeah, I was going to look at my notes on that, but I don't. John 20. So yeah. you talk well, hope... about stuff, I'll grab my notes. <laughs> okay, you do that. I hope you will uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, grateful to those of you who interact with us there because it reminds me to be on Twitter when you do. I forget to post things sometimes. So I'm grateful that you are uh, having those conversations. Um, oh, yeah, Mike still has the Z- You've added stuff to the Zazzle store, haven't you? It's no uh, longer just t shirts, coffee mugs, no, and it's... pacifiers. Now what it's is it? tote bags. <laughs> There's a button. What else? I don't know. Uh, I haven't been to the since uh, you. I don't think anyone else had a sleepless been. night. I don't know. Either. So all M- that. So mugs, if you're interested, mugs, in, t-shirts, button, pacifier, tote bag. That might be it. So if you're after all that reading in church merch, uh, <laughs> that's the Zazzle store. The link of which is on our uh, our Facebook page. Yeah, so right, <laughs> link to which is on Facebook. Page. That's I still don't even know how to handle that. So I just pretend it's normal and move on. So <laughs> merchandise. 
I think we're a whole campus of them just wearing our podcast. So. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm I'm ready to go. I guess is there anything that uh, we need to to talk about? Or let's see. Do you want to do the Psalm first or the Acts Old Testament reading first? It's let's do uh, let's do Acts. Sure. Do Acts first and then go to the Psalm. We yeah, that'll give me a break. That'll give me a break. Okay, good. So Acts chapter four, thirty-two to thirty-five, our first Old Testament reading. Yeah. Uh, now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions, but everything they owned was held in common. With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Hmm. All right. Well, well, yeah, this is world uh, socialism that we've got. Yeah, failed <laughs> short term disaster, really, really. But uh, uh, and uh, you think with the spirit's leadership, they'd have had better no, insight. No, God this, was you know? not. God was not pleased. So late, I think he showed us after that. I forget. I haven't read this recently. He shows up and kills Ananias and Sapphira. Sure. Um, they really take a different direction at the Jerusalem Council. <laughs> Uh, eliminate the inheritance tax right, and sure. and the uh, minimum wage, I believe. So yeah, yeah. so the economy started <laughs> growing there lesson. by the end of Acts. Yeah, this yeah. is crazy. <laughs> Immature church. <laughs> I thinking? hope everyone realizes that most of that was tongue in cheek. <laughs> yeah, tongue in cheek. <laughs> okay, uh, good. <laughs> all I think all of that actually. Oh, good. Just warming up. Good, warming good. Up. Yeah, warming up the cheeks. So, what do you do with this? Well, uh, according to church history, nothing. Okay, good. Well, that's good. That's, <laughs> yes. You know, interestingly Quick enough. Quick review of, it's kind of kind of like the uh, Jubilee. Uh, I was going to say, the year of Jubilee falls uh, in that exact same yeah. category. Um, uh, it's like, it's like Jubilee, put your sword away, you know. Take care of your, take care like of the that. poor, take care of the immigrants, uh, make sure all the properties go back, free the debts, get set free mm-hmm. the slaves. Yeah. I didn't get right. too much press around these Are you guys taking notes parts. on this? Uh, no. We'll remember. <laughs> That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. I got it all right here, God. <laughs> got it all right here. <laughs> yeah. Don't need to write this down. Yeah, they didn't do a whole lot with that. <laughs> no. They didn't do a whole lot with putting the sword away, and no. they didn't seem to do a whole lot with this. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. The church might have done pretty, pretty That's well. That's true. That's yeah, true. The early church. The early church. Um, and then you have a counterexample after this, Ananias and Sapphira, who are— Here's a an ideal. This is a this is both a Greek uh, ideal of friendship and a you know a Jewish ideal of mm-hmm. you know um, what Deuteronomy 15, no, no one in need in the land, and mm-hmm. so it's a it's a realization of these ideals and um, Barnabas. It's both. Uh, oh, is it Barnabas in this one? Mm-hmm. At some point, Barnabas, know, maybe it's a little bit later in the there. chapter. Barnabas sells land and brings it, and oh, um, right. mm-hmm. and then Ananias and Sapphira pretend to. So you have so you have a general uh, sort of ideal realize a uh, introduction of Barnabas, whose credentials are that he's he's embodying this ideal, and then Ananias and Sapphira are a counterexample, a harsh uh, response to that, mm-hmm. and they're uh, um, um, pretending to to do this for for whatever reason. For praise, but, yeah. And yeah, Barnabas um, is right after this, and then um, Ananias and Sapphira are right after mm-hmm. that. Yeah, now that is a great um, like uh, fall fundraising text. Ananias <laughs> and Sapphira, <laughs> it's killer. It's yeah, it, killer yeah, fundraising. I text. would say it is oh. killer fundraising. It is. Uh, it, yeah, so there's a there's a counter example, and it's shocking, but not as shocking if you've prepared for it by reading Luke. You know, the first volume is like it's so much about. Um, that 
what you do with your material possessions, your wealth, is a sign of whether your heart is right with God or not. Mm-hmm. And that's what Peter says. He says, your heart's not right with God. This yeah. is a, this, this external um, handling of your wealth in this way shows that you're not right with God. And pristine new community, and God's taking it very seriously. Well, this is, this is very much the, the embodiment of what Jesus is talking about the whole time in Luke, right? I mean, the, yeah. the, what he, the way he's describing finances and... Um, I'm thinking Luke 14, giving up your possessions. Yeah. And, and uh, I mean, this is sort of the, the actualization mm-hmm. of that vision mm-hmm. of, of Christ yeah. in Luke. We studied the rich, the rich ruler in uh, Mark last night, who it says uh, that Jesus, he's the only person that in Mark that Jesus says, you know, that Mark says Jesus loved, mentioned mm-hmm. it, you know. So the, requ- the, the demand for this is is motivated in love that mm-hmm. this is this is actually wonderful for this community no one's in need and no yeah. one i mean you have more than you need and you share it within the community right it's um it's a it's liberating i mean because all the gospels and luke more than any talks about wealth as a competing god who yeah. will control you and so this is to be liberated from that and um this is also a church that had great needs from the beginning. Becomes they can become a very persecuted uh, religious minority quite quickly. They have a lot of th- they have thousands of py- uh, pilgrims. I want to say they have pyramids. Thousands, <laughs> of, thousands pilgrims. of pilgrims. 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 <laughs> I've been drawing secret pyramid symbols. <laughs> That's true. You have been doing a lot of pyramid drawing. <laughs> they have thousands of uh, meetings. <laughs> more on that later. <laughs> They're uh, thousands of pil- uh, pilgrims who have been converted and perhaps stayed. Right. So they have immense needs in this church and uh, the spirit moving. This is a, it's a sign of the spirit moving. This is a sign of what's impossible with humans. God mm-hmm. has achieved mm-hmm. that everyone is able to turn loose of their grip on their wealth. Um, I think I'll probably mention this at some point, maybe last year at this time, but um, Luke Timothy Johnson, who some of our listeners may know from yeah. his writings, he did his dissertation on, the literary function of possessions in Luke X. Okay. And how it's consistently always a way to show how your, your heart is. is. It's the external manifestation of how your heart is. It's a it's a, a literary trope all the way through. It's, it comes up again and again and again. And it always points to whether someone is right with God and when, whether God is working in their hearts or not. And uh, so, for example, we talk, I think we talked about Zacchaeus a few weeks ago. Yeah. Zacchaeus more than likely is a righteous person who shares freely. From the beginning. From the beginning. Yeah, I mean, everyone tells the story of Zacchaeus as the wicked guy who as gets As though it. he resolves to. But the, right. the language, the Greek actually is in the present, which is kind of habitual lifestyle. You know, they say I'm a sinner, but here's how I live, mm-hmm. you know, justification. Not unlike what the, uh, the rich young ruler the rich does. young ruler does in Luke. And so I was actually having trouble because I used that so much in teaching this theme in Luke that there was some nuance to the it in to Mark. The Mark telling, yeah, and and something about what, how my brain works at night. I wake up and I think about something. Um, there's a there's this little nuance in Mark where he runs to the rich ruler in Mark runs to uh, ask Jesus about entering the kingdom. Oh, but there's no story of Zacchaeus, and um, someone. Uh, uh, one of our students, who, who we both know is a good student, called me out and said, "Hey, you know, you did, he he ran to him. So that's not that's it's true. not all about honor. He's accepting. I go. Shame that's a here. good point. I yeah. did. I, uh, I I noticed that. And Culpepper mentions that. And so I'm thinking la- later, or the more the first thing I thought of when I woke up this morning is like, oh, there's no Zacchaeus, but this guy kind of represents a complex. You know, maybe he's um, representing the aspects of of Zacchaeus who runs and tries to see Jesus right. and is dishonoring himself in public. I don't know. It's something like 
Uh, maybe Luke has kind of unpacked this character in yeah, different ways. We've mentioned that, I think, on the podcast, that running is an act of dishonor for a man right. in the yeah. first century. And right. so, so the, uh, the father's the running in father Prodigal Son, and, and, son. and yeah. this guy running, Zacchaeus mm-hmm. running. Mm-hmm. Um, that those are all Probably nice. climbing a tree, too. That's probably. true. Men yeah. probably don't yeah. climb trees. Men of status yeah. probably don't climb trees. It's a very trees. good song, though. Um, he does give us a good song. Yeah. We, yeah. Glasses half full. Good song. Um, <laughs> The wee little man that he was. Uh, so Zacchaeus, in your mind, is his heart is right. In yeah, because because he's he gets it. he's a counterexample to the rich ruler in eighteen who won't, goes away sad, you know, because right. he can't do that. And um, and and uh, it's something that only God can do. It's it's God working in people in people's hearts that they're able to do this. So mm-hmm. it's it's the uh the peril the peril of riches you know the responsibility and peril of riches i just had a person in my i just finished a class teaching class for fuller and there was a person who i think i, I think i mentioned this student too he he his father abandoned the family and they were destitute mm-hmm. and he has made it uh, he had made it a uh, priority to uh work hard and save up and provide mm-hmm. for his family and um and and he's just retired and he's set he's, his family's set and 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 we're going through Luke. <laughs> so he's wrestling with this. And he wrote a paper. I got to read it because I know he's addressing it. He's digging deep. Yeah. It's not as though you can't have wealth. Right. There's counter examples. Like Jesus calls Levi. Levi leaves everything and then gives him a big party in his house. Right. It's like, well, what? Wait a minute. So it's not a formula. It's not It's uh, exactly. But um, I'm, I'm, I'll be interested to read his uh, paper closely. <laughs> yeah. As, yeah. He, as he wrestles with well, it. I often joke that if you were really paying attention to the Lord's Prayer, you'd never actually pray it, right? Because, <laughs> you know, first of all, you don't want to say, only forgive me to the degree I've forgiven other people. I mean, most of us, I, yeah, I'm yeah. uncomfortable with that yeah. one. Yeah. But also, but even backing up, give kind of, us enough bread for today. <laughs> kind of, let's add that to the list of Jubilee. Right. <laughs> forgiving <laughs> others, the sword. That Lord's Prayer. <laughs> Lord's these prayer. are not things that are... that are Peripheral imp- issues. Implemented. Very, yeah, these are all just edge things Jesus is talking about here, not really central. No footnote. But that sense of, of, you know, give us this day our daily, give me enough bread for today, yeah, and tomorrow I'll good. pray this same prayer. Yeah. That uh-huh. is, really? Yeah. Can't, we, can't we save a little? Sure, on mm. Sabbath. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll yeah. give you a day that you <laughs> right. can provide for. Yeah. Thanks. So, I mean, that sense of no savings, but mm. just God, is, as he's going to answer, right? You live in that yeah. complete dependency. On God. Well, and we've talked about this on this podcast. We have. So we've had those times. We, we have, feel God's presence. Those you know? were the times when I was yeah. close. Yeah, but that's it. And I just think in Luke where Jesus is saying, boy, don't you just feel sorry for the rich folks? I mean, <laughs> the poor folks, blessed are they. But man, those rich folks, they they really struggle to get through, to get to the kingdom, don't they? I mean, they just don't. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's like, well, I mean, that would just blow the mind of everybody because yeah. everyone knows you have riches because God blessed you. That's mm-hmm. what everyone believed, right? right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. the notion that you would seek out Poverty in this sense is it's it's a, or not too much, not too little, right? Just yeah. enough, just enough. I like that. Yeah, I love the and I think that Proverbs thirty verse mm-hmm. eight is probably the root of that mm-hmm. Lord's prayer, right? Give me neither wealth nor poverty. If I have poverty, I might steal and profane yeah. you, and wealth, and I might forget you. So give me enough bread for today. It says. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I didn't really want that one in the verse in, in the Bible <laughs> either. So, yeah. yeah, it's so this is an ideal, and everyone's provided for, and and. uh it, it the the people are responding appropriately. Well, it's that it's that you know you were talking last week about not last week maybe it was a few weeks ago about enough food, um you know about heaven and eschatology mm-hmm. being enough food. I mean is yeah there's a sense in which kingdom is realized here, isn't it? Yeah, I mean it's not 
It's the richness of community. And, yeah. that, and that's what Jesus says he'll give you when you leave all these things. Yeah. Oh, you're going to get a hundredfold all these things. Yeah. You know, anyone who's left father or, or mother or brothers or sisters or houses or lands. And you're going to get a hundredfold of all those, all those things. And I, and I said, except one of those things. One of those things on the list, you don't get a hundredfold. Which is? It's actually had it on the PowerPoint. No, and someone mistakenly said, wives? <laughs> I said, because you don't want a hundred of these. Somebody, somebody <laughs> said, wives? wives? This was a recently married student. I go, ooh, ooh, let's, we're not even going to go there. Uh, no, it's fathers. You don't want oh, a, a, right. the, the, ty, the tyrannical model of fatherhood in the Greco-Roman world. Yeah. Yeah, who literally would ex- would exercise life and death and like, well, I can't have another baby. I'm just going to put this baby outside. Right. You know, literally decide the, whether someone lives or dies uh, at different points in your in your life. Actually, not just as a baby sometimes. Wow. You know, uh, but, uh, but uh, in Mark, he doesn't abandon family. He and he doesn't abandon father language. Just, I took him. Mm-hmm. It was like a, a cul-de-sac and a cul-de-sac. I, you know, it's like, do you notice he didn't mention fa- fathers there? Because he's redefining family. Okay. And, fa- and family, he just, just your human family is kind of used for competing allegiances. Mm-hmm. And, and um, hey, Jesus, your family's outside. They think you're crazy. You know, it's like, yeah. well, who's my family? Those are her, you know, hear the word of God and do it. So it's a consistent, um, it's a c- consistent theme in Mark where he's talking about an alternative family. But I took the occasion to say, as tyrannical and, and horrible as fathers were, or the model, or the ideal of fathers, the, the New Testament does not abandon that no, language. It, it, it uh, yeah. reclaims that language, um, which I think there's something there for us today. Yeah. yeah. And that sense of rene- that's community that we see re- realized here in Acts 4, yeah. where you have that. Yeah, right. Making those decisions. Seems like there's some community stuff going on there in the psalm, too. There is. Perhaps. Maybe we should read the psalm. Okay. You got three verses. I'll do it. You can do do this. All right. All right. It's just three. All right. Psalm 133. Yes. How very good and pleasant it is when kindred live together in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard, on the beard of Aaron running down over the collar of his robes. It is like the dew, light rain or drizzle of Herman. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, Amplify. What I got here? Amplified by <laughs> Just do. No, that'd be louder. Go ahead. Stretching. Stretch it. Stretch, stretch. out the psalm. We're going to stretch the psalm out. It's only three verses. <laughs> Which falls. Descends. <laughs> on the mountains, hills, high places. <laughs> Which falls on the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord ordained his blessing. Life forevermore. There you go. Almost did it. Good stuff. <laughs> almost made. You almost made it when you threw it, but you can't do it. Oh. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, it is the penultimate ascent psalm. So I just got to use the word penultimate yeah. in our podcast. Sweet. Uh, so it is, yeah, the next to last ascent psalm, which, uh, of course, are the psalms that uh, likely are pilgrimage psalms read mm-hmm. um, going to Zion. So you have that um, prim- prior- <clears throat> excuse me, priority of Zion here. Uh, that's it. That's all I got to say about this. No, it is. <laughs> it's uh, some wonder if it's not a, sort of an exposition of a proverb. What does it mean? The dew of Herman that falls on. Well, <laughs> <and> a, <laughs> questionable, how does questionable it, geography. 
Yeah, Herman's about a, what 125 <laughs> miles northwest, northeast. The of, Christian of geographers Zion. explain that this way: <laughs> <laughs> that as the dew evaporates, it uh, it's there's a, actually a weather condition where the winds. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> explain. Well, this. I think what he's talking about is the water cycle here. I yeah. think that's what he's implying right, here. It's, it's all it's downhill. Pretty you clear, know? The, yeah. Clearly, the water cycle where the dew then evaporates and falls. I don't know. It's a circle of life. It's uh, yes. That's it. Now we will break into song. I mean, because the, from the day they arrive on the planet and blinking, <laughs> dipping. No, um, the um, do of I mean the do of Herman, which falls on Mount Zion. I, I mean, I, obviously it's a poetic text, yes. right? And and yes. um, in the dry months, dew can be refreshing in the north. Mm-hmm. There, Herman mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. Herman's a mountain that even has snow at the top of it, so that it would be a. a Does it always of, have snow? Always, Every, all year round. Really? Because yeah. it's not that. I mean, it's nine thousand feet, but yeah, it's but it's always. It, really? We hmm. we were there in in June, and there was okay. snow on top. Must so. get a lot of precipitation. Yeah. Well, in the other months, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, some wonder if the psalm is not a sort of uh, exp, uh, say exposition, maybe of of a proverb that verse one might be a proverb that. Would be known, right? How very good and pleasant mm-hmm. it is when kids yeah. would live together in unity, and and that just sort of a saying that would then grow into the song. I, well, I have four brothers, as you know, and yes. and so I've always read this eschatologically not possible. <laughs> this isn't a this is an <laughs> ideal that's not attainable right. in like this life. Acts four seems more yeah. more attainable yeah. than than verse one here. Brothers living together, sure. Come on, sure. Or kindred. Um, well, kindred. I, I sent my I sent my brother a uh, a cartoon today actually of. Um, this guy said, Mom, there's a monster under my bed, and it pulls away, and they're in bunk beds. And his brother says, Why do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I spent my whole childhood in, in bunk beds. My brother and I had bunk beds as well <laughs> yeah. when we were growing up. So, uh, anyway, uh, you get a, this sort of an odd uh, connection here with the oil and Aaron. Um, but that does connect it to the previous Psalm uh, 132, which has some priestly language and Zion language as well. Um, and so you get a little bit of, uh, uh, priestly connection there and Zion here. I mean, Zion's going to be a feature in these ascent songs mm-hmm. cause you're going to Zion. So yeah. that's where you're heading there. Um, the oil, you know, in the, in a culture when the water is, you know, <laughs> questionable. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole raw, raw water thing is just ridiculous. Have you seen this, this, this whole raw oh, water raw thing? Water. I mean, it's like, really? <laughs> Welcome back to cholera. I mean, what now are we doing? it's Giardia. Yeah. Right. What are world are people doing? <laughs> raw water. <laughs> it just makes no sense to me. Anyway, no. mm. um, I got two words for you. The first one's intestinal. <laughs> the last one's parasite. Jeez. Oh, no. The uh, oil is, is refreshing and, and it's something that would use for anointing uh-huh. and it would be a way of welcoming guests. Dry, warm, so, arid climate. Very warm, arid climate. So it's a precious thing. So it's, that's, that's, that's celebratory and anointing. Literally situation. oil of Olay. In the, is, that, is that the Hebrew? No. I, I haven't gotten to the text much, no, so I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, so what do you want me to say? It's a three-verse psalm that's celebratory. It's, it's pilgrim language. Yeah. It's, uh, I like it. It's uh, using the oil for the washing point. or anointing. Mm-hmm. Well, it goes well with Psalm. Goes well with X four. Oh, of course it does. Yeah, yeah, verse one certainly goes well mm-hmm. with. I mean, that. So you know, this family and this unity. <laughs> now they're, they're yeah, uh, lectionary uh, quinky dink uh, yeah. coincidence. They got that one right. Yeah, they got that mm-hmm. one right. So yeah. that's good. Hey, what before I forget, send me that. Uh, send that me cartoon. The, yeah, because be <laughs> when 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 uh, brothers are younger, they communicate as I always tell my classes through. Uh, sarcasm and right. hitting each other really hard right. and, and now when you get older and move apart you communicate through comics through, sending through comics cartoons yes. you do <laughs> you do i probably should put this one on the web but we'll put this yeah. on facebook as okay. well so just right. bring a laugh yep
in these dark times. (laughs) Times such as these. Yes. Reading in Church is proud to partner with Audible.com. For you, the listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, MP3 player. Surely you can find something interesting in all of that. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash readinginchurch for your free audiobook. Go there today. So would you like that's to good. read a passage of scripture where things, it seems, haven't gone quite as well in community? Yeah, let's read, let's read, read a chunk. First John 1, mm-hmm. 1 through 2, 2. I could just yeah. read the whole book of First John if you want. Okay. It's the same themes. Well, okay, good. We'll just, this will be in a, in a These nut- themes are unpacked. In a actually. nutshell. Oh. Right? oh my gosh, how did we get in this nutshell? We declare to you what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. This life was revealed, and we have seen it, and testify to it, and declare it to you, the eter- declare to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was revealed to us. We declare to you what we have seen and heard. It seems like seeing this it's is a lot important. of and, and what? 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 what, 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 what? <laughs> so that you may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you, that God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him while we are walking in darkness, we lie and do not do what is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. But the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he, is, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. My little children, I'm writing these things to you that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, not only, not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. All right. Well, the first commentator on this passage that comes to mind is my youth pastor, who would call uh, John 1, 8, and 9, God's soap bar. Oh, soap bar, is it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. God's soap. If we, here's how you guys, and he, he's assuming we're sinning all the time. I don't know well, why he would assume that of a, our youth group. Were but, you youths? You were youths, <laughs> yeah, so it was a good chance. Yeah, but here's a way to get clean again. So, yeah. You know, one of the things, you know, this is the first place you go when you learn Greek, right? I mean, first John is placed in the New Testament to convince people who have taken Greek that they know how to read Greek. Right? Yeah. Although, and although the grammar is not, it's simple language, but it's like, the, why all these relative clauses? Well, the thing that was confusing, or not confusing, but interesting to me is that Greek is an inflected language and you don't need the pronouns in the subject for the we's mm-hmm. and the you's and the them's. Yeah. Right. And all through chapter one, oh, yeah. they're there. Yeah. Right. So tone. I mean, you literally, so your tone was right. Yeah, we ourselves versus mm-hmm. to you yourselves to them themselves. I mean, you know, you, you almost want to add em- those em- in em- there to emphatic drive home the fact that there's the we and there's the you and there's the them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. in this in this community that he's dealing with, clarifying here. some uh, some issues. Yeah, there do seem to be some issues here. Yeah, some person has suggested this is the first commentary on the Gospel of John. <laughs> you know, it's mm, uh, telling yeah. us like here's how you read it and here's how you don't read it. Okay? Yeah, and perhaps there are people. Theologically, who are mm-hmm. are misreading or or twisting, so um, and a and a um, 
The background of First John could be explained by secessionists uh, falling away, returning to the to the synagogue. Jewish okay. Jewish believers could be. Uh, I, I think I got three. I know I got three on this list, and <laughs> I think I skipped to the last one. Um, what would be the other one? <laughs> well, are the, there are there is there a chance there could be a split? Like a Gnostic split in the Christian community, uh, people who deny yeah, that's bodily. The th- that's the third one. Oh, okay, <laughs> what the Sorry. second one? Is. <laughs> yeah, the third one is Gnosticism. That there are okay. They have woven together. Cerinthus, um, S- S- who is thought to be a uh, contemporary of of John, uh, denied denied the. Uh, they thought that the spirit came upon Jesus and then left Jesus and okay. wasn't wouldn't go through crucifixion. Why would why would the spirit? Why would the Christ to do that mm-hmm. and to make a distinction between what what you do in your spirit and your body. So right. that's why we talk about some things at Corinth. At that Corinth had sounds that like Gnosticism. Kind of yeah. They're doing things with their body and they think it doesn't matter. You know, it's like you guys need to figure out how to live in a body you so know, the, of all sorts. Well, he does. You know, his concern is there are people who are saying that they don't have sin. Right. Mm-hmm. And there do seem to be uh, issues about whether or not Jesus was actually physical. Right. Because yeah. we saw mm-hmm. with our eyes and looked at and touched with our hands touched, and talked yeah. to and right. testify about. Yeah. Was declared to mm-hmm. us. So mm-hmm. We heard him, saw him, touched him. Yes. Yeah. You know, this, <laughs> right. We are eyewitnesses. Yeah. We saw all this. Yeah. And if people say there's no sin, they're wrong. I mean, those seem to. To me, be the yeah. highlights here in chapter yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's probably going to come to me in forty-five minutes after we finish. Like, what's the, what was the uh, that other, the other background? Group? Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so there are tests for. There's a division of the community, and there's a debate about what it what it means to be to uh, to walk in God's light, to be in fellowship with God, and and they have a uh, an orthodox test. You know, do you believe the right things? We've seen these things, yeah. and there's and then there's a. There's an ethical test, like how are how are you living? How are you living? Okay. Sometimes a written test. Sometimes a <laughs> right. written sure. Yeah. Sure. Or if it's multiple choice, it would be hard. It wouldn't be an easy one. They'd have like this, 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 this all this of the above. Or this. None of the above. It's like, I oh a, wow. I had a this is not uh, easy. professor in grad school that gave us what he called multiple, multiple choice, in which you it usually only had four answers, but you selected the correct ones. Um, and so rather than, is this the most correct uh, answer? Okay. It's, is this answer correct enough? So some of the ones, hmm. it would be A and B and D, and some of it would be A and D, and some of it would just be D, and sometimes they wouldn't be any of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. And so you had to leave it blank. If there were no true ones, you had to... Okay. It was a nightmare. I've never hated a style of <laughs> testing more in my life. That's just lazy on his part. It was terrible. I don't I mean, think he knew the answer. <laughs> was, right? Because, you know, at least in a multiple choice test, you're asking which one's the most right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this one was, is this one yeah. right enough? Yeah. Do you <laughs> have you mastered this? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I, as you started that, I don't know why I thought of this. <laughs> like a, a professor's, <laughs> this would be old, so old school. It's like, this question has been redacted. Re- re-edited the sources behind it <laughs> to the original question. <laughs> to the original question. <laughs> <laughs> that would be brutal. That would be tough. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Oh. The tests. Well. Anyway. Back to first John. <laughs> you know, speaking of tests. Oh. When you're talking about mastery, you're talking about mastery. This is such a, I don't know. Are we, are we leading into our distraction title at this moment? Yeah, this would be purely distraction. Okay. Elon Musk, when he interviews someone, I'm going to do this quickly, uh, for a job, he says, tell me about a complicated problem you solved. Mm-hmm. I go, that's a great thing. You know, it's like, yeah. just tell tell me what you, about mastery. Do you understand mastering mm-hmm. a subject? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't tell me, you know. I'm going to ask you some questions. I don't know about you, but tell me about something like a, a tough problem that you figured out. I don't know. I'll tell you something about, you know, person's brain. That's and, true. Yeah. The way yeah. their brain works. So anyway, that's just bonus material. Interview folks. tips. That's something Pure. else we do here. <laughs> yeah. How to interview well. Sure. Yeah. No. Well, we had a short psalm, so I throw that in. There. I appreciate that. I think that was worth it. 
Yeah, so the background of this is <laughs> two of the backgrounds are uh, falling away or uh, secessionists and um, possibly early Gnosticism. And I've always leaned toward the Gnosticism, mm-hmm. just with that, with that, what we touched and heard and saw. And... That makes sense of of all of the letter. Yeah, it, it, it. I don't know. You absolutely need to, but there's a lot of things like that makes more sense if there's to something me it like does. that. Yeah, something to do with the bodily incarnation. Right. You know. Right. Incarnation. incarnation, and then that notion that. Well, like you were talking about at Corinth, that you can live without sin in some yeah. way. That mm-hmm. well, we don't sin mm-hmm. the bodies because that's not nothing that happens with our bodies. Actual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you get that too, right? If we say we have no sin, right? I, I never lean toward the Jewish argument in this one. To me, yeah, it always seemed more Greek. Yeah, there's a lot more going me. on. Yeah, yeah. I'm an Old Testament guy, it's, it's so what be, do I? It's, yeah. I'm gonna, in fact, I'm going to finish the podcast now and by just saying, but what, what, what do I know? Right. I mean, <laughs> but then I again, what do well, I? Well, according to really, you've had your you had your three verses. <laughs> that's, so. that's right. <laughs> What do you want? Selfish. We threw you a bone. That's right. I got something. Even from the Psalms. Little nugget. Yeah. Well, and these uh, these themes and motifs are very much Johannine. You know. Yeah. Right. Light and darkness and truth and and uh, sin. It's the same vocabulary as the Mm -hmm. as the uh, Gospel of John. That's what's. This is a dangerous one, but I'm going to go ahead and ask it anyway. What do you see as the relationship between the epistles and the gospel? Between John and First John. You mean the order? Well, they're just their connection. Other than that, it's at a later date, and there's a, it seems to emerge from the same community and the same thought world. Okay. Yeah. You, I can't, you want to say a whole oh, lot there? I, I do talk about, <laughs> I do occasionally go through Raymond Brown's Community of the Beloved Disciple. You ever seen the chart no. in the back of that? No. Oh my gosh, he's got an extremely detailed chart about all the different versions of the Bible. Of the of the gospel, mm-hmm. and then the stages of the community, and on the time when they inf- the, when the uh, Samaritans were folded in the community, and then these other things, and then when the community uh, split, and it was on a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, my it's really he's so far out on the limb. I think that is such a you know the methodology led you to ask those sorts of questions. Uh, wow. you know, you're always looking for the sources behind and the and the communities behind a document. Yeah, it's yeah. like. Hey, let's talk about the document again. Yeah, that's kind of where I am, but I was just curious if oh, there was a Yeah, people go people go to seat on this. Oh, they do. I know. That. I'm I'm gonna grab it just so you can laugh. I will. Yeah, please go over there and find that because oh, it's in the little book. He used in the little book it's a all little of book. that. What's up with that? Raymond Brown, you ever write little books? Oh, I thought you were gonna grab the introduction to the New Testament that oh, he's got that's no. three hundred pages and two no. inches thick, but you grabbed a <laughs> this is fun to go through with the class. Oh my gosh. <laughs> The History of the Johannine Community, Phase 1. <laughs> so you have the originating group, uh, then you have the Greeks joining, then you have the split, the secessionists, the road to Gnosticism. <laughs> the road to Gnosticism, great, great film. <laughs> I got to include that in my That's a road, road movie, movie class. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> The adherence of the author of the epistles, and then okay, so this is all one page, <laughs> all condensed in one page in twenty different phases. Wow, that's amazing. Well, you know, give the guy credit yeah, I give him credit. You hanging know, out there, it's like he could probably look at those those magic pictures and see everything. It's like I can never see the picture in the picture. Is that uh, <laughs> now? Obviously, I, I've not done a lot of work. Culpepper, I mean, his first work was on the Johannine community. Does he follow Brown's? I forget. I, I, that's so funny to me because I've sat in a seminar with him, but I <laughs> yeah. never, I've never asked that question. I don't think he quite does that. He's oh, not. Good. He's not of the same. He's era, always seemed to be think, a know. little more yeah. practical. I yeah. guess is a better yeah. way to say that. Anyway, if you have Raymond Brown's community, the beloved disciple, we just, just for, just for grins, I open two page uh, 
Wow. One of the appendices at the back and handed it to uh, That's amazing. To Rob. What the kind of detail. That? Hmm. I don't anyway, know. Anyway, it's near the it's one of the appendices in the back and well, it's it, it does quite elaborate. Give you that sense of how much work people want to go to to yeah. try to provide some context mm-hmm. of of Yeah. Yeah, like you said, the methodology that drives you to it. Right. Right. Um, well and then the next the next uh, section is the uh, Different religious groupings outside the Jonan community, as seen through the pages of the fourth go. Yeah, it breaks that down into uh, six groups. Jeez, clearly evident on the pages. It's like, wow, you know, you know, kudos for for doing that. I you, don't. You are actually it, pointing to text when you do that. I don't have it in print, but I was at an SBL meeting once where someone actually offered the clear seventeen independent authors yeah. of the Book of Obadiah. Yeah, and they introduced it with clearly. Yeah, clearly. 19 (laughs) versus 17 authors for him. And you know what? You are the people that give our discipline the reputation that it has. Stop it. (laughs) Yeah, just stop (laughs) it. Just look at the text. See what it says. That's why we go to conferences and tell jokes. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Well, I've seen people outline uh, uh, First First John by... By breaking down the first chapter and the two two verses that we've included from chapter mm-hmm. two, uh, I don't know that I would try to outline John. It's very hard to yeah. follow. Other than that, he cycles through the same the same, same themes. themes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not just a regular cycle; it's a spiral. People say. So oh wow! He puts them in different combinations. So he's tumbling them and putting them together. I don't know. He's got a handful of themes he's pursuing and kind of cycling through as you go through this, and seem to all be here. Yeah. Very central Johannine themes and and images for. Uh, the means through which he communicates his theology in the mm-hmm. in the gospel as well. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, we have, man, we dug deep in there. Yeah, I tell you. <laughs> Plus, had some stuff on hiring. You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Tips, <Hey>. interview questions. <laughs> Shout out to Human Resources. <laughs> <laughs> You're ready to do John 20? Yeah. You love John Oh, 20. was Human Resources Community one of the communities behind I think it might have yeah. been. Might have been. John 20, starting in verse 19 through okay. 31. Right. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the mm. Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. And they said, pretty nice trick. No, and yeah. he said, Amazing. after he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So they didn't rejoice till after he showed them their hands and side? Oh, it's uh, that guy. Oh, oh, I know who this is. <laughs> yeah. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Everyone but Thomas. Mm-hmm. If you forgive the yeah. sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. Right. So the other disciples told him, we've seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark <laughs> of the nails in his hands and mm-hmm. put my finger in the mark of nails in nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. That's what we said. Yeah. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand, put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe Thomas answered my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you've seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now, Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. All right, so this is the second half of the chapter we looked at uh, mm-hmm. last week. 
and goes well at the beginning of First John with the uh, yeah it does scene and physical touching what we see and look touching for, yeah. him mm -hmm. and uh, probably, probably interrupted him. That's why he started getting uh, okay, guys. Are you done with the yeah. uh, the wounds? <laughs> Peace. I say, let's. Where was I? Peace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do like. I think it was last year you mentioned that you know. There's this happy word from Mary, and we're still locking the door. Yeah, they're peaceful. Obviously, they have the shalom now, but they're still locking the door. Some habits, you know. Some neighborhoods. Some yeah. habits die slowly. I mean, in this neighborhood? Really? Yeah, really. Come on. You can have shalom, but I mean shalom. Yeah. You know. Come on. Get real. Practical. So this is uh, in a, the uh, probably, you know, Sunday, um, first day of the week. Uh, that we could, and then and then the, the second occasion when Jesus arrives. It's almost the end of that first day. It's the evening. Yeah, so yeah. That's we're about okay. to start the next day. Ah, the sun goes okay. down. Yeah, yeah. So, so he is uh, in in the midst of the gathered community, and a uh, question kind of balanced throughout this is where's where's Jesus? We talked about the timing of the creative uh, chronology of John to uh, right explore the the uh, present experience of the church. If you've already tackled ascension and glorification mm -hmm. during the crucifixion, you kind of don't have a lot of categories left other than the present uh, experience of Jesus through the Spirit, which is thoroughly unpacked in the Upper Room Discourse, right. and then is dramatized here with the, uh, the arrival of Jesus. Yeah. Prepared for, uh, kind of balanced with uh, Mary at the tomb, who is trying to cling to Jesus when that is no longer how one— That's how one experiences that. Yeah. It's actually better that he, you don't relate to him that way. It's a better experience through the the arrival, the coming mm -hmm. to the community, and the indwelling of the Spirit. So, uh, let's see, what is it? Mary clings to him, says, don't cling to me, and and uh, Thomas says he wants to touch him, and he says, touch me. I don't know that it says he touches him. So No, it doesn't say he yeah. actually touches so, him. So, clinging and touching and— But then to praise those who have not yet— who, who don't even have that witness, right? That yeah. sense of, mm -hmm. oh, sure, you know, you can clean to me, but that's not, you yeah. know what's better? Yeah. If, if yeah. you could believe mm -hmm. without seeing mm -hmm. me, that's even, that puts you at a right. much higher level of right. faith. Um, and that would include everyone reading this Everyone gospel. else, <laughs> yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. Subsequent <laughs> generations. Like, you actually are in no way disadvantaged. This is advantageous way to, uh, to relate to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so it's the final beatitude of the, uh, of the fourth gospel. Blessed yeah, are is, those. Some say the, the first ending. Yeah, the yeah. first ending. Um, we have another another ending. You get after the credits. Yeah, right. Sure. You always want to wait. It's like a Marvel movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and this is this would be the only gospel that has an appearance of Jesus in Jerusalem and then in Galilee. Right. Um, so Luke, he only appears in Jerusalem or around Jerusalem. Right. Yeah. It's Emmaus and in, Bethany. In yeah, and Luke. Luke and then. And Mark promises an, an appearance in Galilee. in Galilee, but yeah. he doesn't yeah. actually appear uh -huh. there. Matthew yeah. has him up on a high mountain. Some mountain. Right, Herman. It's probably Herman. He loved Herman. <laughs> In poetic. <laughs> it's Herman. You know, Herman Zion. <laughs> Herman Zion. Yeah. Yeah. I think check, I went to school with him. Check your G um, GPS. But HZ. Yeah. I actually use the verse 31. I think I shared this a year ago, but I'll say it again. I actually sh uh, use verse 31 in uh, canonical conversations mm. uh, whenever I talk about canon because, uh. you know, we I always point out that that canon is one of those really cool things that you can't quantify. You can't scientifically say that's what makes something canon or what doesn't, because oh, there are things okay. that you would think would be canon that make the, I mean, mm -hmm. like Galatians makes total sense, right? Mm -hmm. that, that Galatians is canon. Um, but Hebrews or Esther, yeah. why exactly? We don't have an authorship. We don't mm -hmm. know exactly where it's coming, you know, or yeah. second Peter. We don't know the date, which seems late. Yeah. Why is it here? 
And so there, that, that inspiration is not something that you can just say, well, this is quantifiably what makes something inspired. Cause even like Paul, you've got first Corinthians mm-hmm. five, nine, which mm-hmm. says he had earlier letters, right? So right. they don't make the cut, you know, Paul. Yeah. yeah. So why? And that then can... in the can, he's saying, and I'm not saying this by the spirit. I mean, this, right, exactly. I'm saying this by the spirit. I'm not saying that. God's God didn't give me this word, but students are always saying, you know, well, couldn't we have more? I was like, oh yeah. I mean, sure. You know, Paul wrote these other letters and these Uh other things. There's the whole story of what the Eastern Church do, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we only have the church going west. We know Christians went east. Yeah. What happened there Mm in India? And I mean, did they go? What? what, Where did they go? And that kind of thing. I said, but I said my answer for Canada is always I come back to John twenty thirty one. Could we have more? Sure, but this is enough. Uh, This is written so that you might believe. What we have here is sufficient to to accomplish God's purposes in this in in the revelation of the divine. So. Could you? Could God have given you could more? Have, you sure. could have more if there was a something discovered and all Christians agreed to. <laughs> if you believe in that, I mean, I believe in the resurrection, but come on, I don't know. I don't know if I have that much. Faith. All Christians believe <laughs> like, agree agreeing yeah. on something. Yeah, that's tough. We yeah, can't even agree that. on our current canon together, much <laughs> yeah. less right uh, the rest. But yeah, that, that's so. That's an important one for me, just in that sense that oh yeah, I could do more. Of course, there could have been more. Other people were writing and telling, but this is written so that you might believe. Mm-hmm. This is enough. Yeah, yeah, um, for what you've got here. Yeah. So. Yeah, very, very. That's a good. That's a good occasion talking about canon. Oh, this is sufficient. And 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 it also says, and maybe the implication that it, that canon is not meant to be exhaustive in the sense that you don't do anything other than this because right. John's already changing up how it's expressed in Mark right. and how Paul expresses it, and so yeah. canon, the canonical truth, has to be re-expressed in different contexts. In and different and that, I'm also thinking about how you're talking about this being that expression of of Christ's presence and what that early church would want, right? Could mm-hmm. we have more yeah. stories? Well, sure. Yeah. But this is, right. you're okay with the, just this. Yeah. yeah. Those other disciples probably heard other stuff, but this is enough for you. And mm-hmm. you're even. Plus raised, you've got plus Jesus in the spirit. You've got his actual you know? presence. Yeah. So uh-huh. you guys really don't need all that. those other stories. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, and in John, it's the spirit, um, leads you into a deeper understanding of what you do have of his word. Yeah. You know, that's one of the roles of the spirit. It calls to mind these things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. calls to mind. And then, then they, oh, and then they realize what the scriptures meant and, then they realize and, and the words of Jesus. Right. Yeah. That was, what was that passage we read that, that you were, we had that exact thing where it was, um, he said this to me in the temple of his body. Yeah. And, after he died. In, that was a cleansing on, of the temple. Yeah. 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 The, it was the a pers- cleansing, right? Yeah. The perspective is, uh, the accomplished, uh, having thought about it and realized the and depth realize. of what he's what's right. happened, so very very post Easter uh, resurrection and spirit illuminated understanding of Jesus at the very beginning ministry. of the story in John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So at the end, this is this is uh, it strikes me uh, at this time through. It's like so so you've dealt with something after the ending. Uh, at the ending. And then you have another ending that's like, sounds like the beginning. Right. Okay. Right. So you have a call of the fishermen after this. After. On, in Galilee. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. And there's a timeless quality to that. It's like he does all this stuff with time. And then, and then the last part is like, that sounds like a beginning, but it has this kind of timeless quality. Yeah. It's like, Jesus is always doing this. Jesus is always yeah. calling people. It's like, what did he just do? So the book ends here and then it ends again with the beginning with the beginning <laughs> after doing an ending at the yeah. beginning yeah. Uh, in the temple it's so amazing john is so good <laughs> <laughs> well i'm sure sure raymond randall straighten all sure that we'll get a spiral showing <laughs> how it. this works fix it. yeah um, end up something like mark <laughs> there <Yeah. That's, laughs> right. right thank you uh thank you <laughs> yeah
like the when when people don't like the rhythm that a psalmist has chosen. So obviously the text is corrupted. <laughs> yeah. We've amended it so yeah. the rhythm's right now. <laughs> oh, good. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Couldn't be that the psalmist picked an off rhythm or anything. <laughs> no. That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. So. Artists don't do that. Did I mention that this is this would be the uh, Johannine Pentecost, the giving of the Not Spirit? Not this time, no. Yeah. yeah so. Giving of the Spirit, but Thomas doesn't get it? <laughs> Evidently not. That's Evidently rough. See what happens not. when you See? miss church. You never you don't know get what's going to come. You got to yeah. be like very physical and literal, mm-hmm. touching people's wounds and such. <laughs> he he does get. I mean, that is the highest confession in twenty eight. My Lord and my God. Yeah. They don't. You know, there there's a reticence even in even in John to say he's God. You know. Yeah. But out, it out says loud. it at this point. Yeah. You know? what, yeah. what you always say is a functional. Yeah. yeah. Functional mm-hmm. deity. Functional even though the man born deity. blind worshipped him as his Lord. Is he the only one who does my Lord and my God? Uh, I think Thomas is the one who says my Lord and my God. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus shows up and starts calling them family. To my God, I'm going to my God and to your God. You mm-hmm. know, this is what he says to Mary. And he's, he's right. it's a different, there's a different relationship here now um, in the life of God and also um, through the Spirit. You know, right. relate to Jesus the same same way. So this conferral of the this kind of... Uh, Two grantings of peace, and then the second one is mm-hmm. is tied in with the giving of the Spirit and the commission. You know that the as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you, and with that He breathed on them mm-hmm. that received the Holy Spirit. And the commission: if you forgive anyone his sins, they are forgiven. And if you not forgive them, they are not forgiven. So they're kind of an embodiment of what what Jesus is uh, living out. And and um, as interesting as Jesus is, as this revelatory, you know, incarnation, that is what the community is called to be. Right. Now, it's like... Now they are to embody this. Yeah. Yow. Want no pressure. <laughs> yeah. And then they split. <laughs> right. <laughs> then in verse John, <laughs> then, it was just too much. <laughs> why did Jesus have it? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> the ideals. Is, <laughs> Lots is, of ideals this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I always realized. Isn't that, isn't that nice? Uh, is the... Is the door locked both times, or is well, it just shut? It says shut. Here. It's actually locked in the Greek. Yeah, <laughs> pretty sure. I think I looked that up last last year. It's closed. It says. Uh, I I I think I'm pretty sure. At the, right at this point last year, I went we and did the it same up. thing. Yeah, it's what's, literally locked. What's the first verse that we're looking at here with the locking? Uh, uh let's uh, see. If you can, well, I'll look in this one. It's a twenty. The first one. Let's see. Uh, 19 on the first day of the week and the disciples were together. Okay. The doors were locked. It's the same word. Mm-hmm. It's the same word. Yeah. 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 Kai-klus. Yeah. Kai-klus-a-mon. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a, a what? A perfect? So that that would be a way of saying. Perfect passive. Not just closed, locked. Yeah. Dead bolted. A perfect you know? passive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Participle. Having been locked tight. Yeah. Yeah. On this, see the crucifixion. So they locked. <laughs> yeah. They had the door locked both times. Yeah. After peace. he said peace to you yeah. twice. <laughs> working now. out, working, living the questions, <laughs> working into it. Baby steps. <laughs> Obviously. That's still so Maybe good. it locked itself. Like, you know, you don't push well, the button. Well, that's true. The button's been pushed if I just shut the door. Nobody, right. That's, that's absolutely How many right. times do all the PhDs around here lock themselves out? <laughs> Well, including me yesterday. I was going to say that's that's the best part about yesterday. What you don't know is that during faculty meeting, Mike made a joke about campus safety opening the door for faculty that's members six, who lose their key. Sixty percent of their job is unlocking the door for PhDs and who lock themselves out. After Mike makes the joke, he comes back to his door and had locked himself out of his office. So. Well, I hadn't been to my office. I thought, oh, 
I should. I would normally call security at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this time, I'm just gonna stand here. Actually, they were down. In, they were in my car. They'd fallen oh, out of my okay. bed, but still, that's great. I was gonna slink off home. <laughs> that is awesome. Make the joke and just then lock s- yourself out. Slip out like Nicodemus. Right. <laughs> Fade out. Fade away from the story. Everyone from the faculty's realize what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know, if you can't laugh at yourself, yep. make fun of other people. I have no, no problem wait. laughing at myself. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. I meant no yeah. problem. Laughing myself. So, well, great. Do you have anything else you want to say oh, for this first Sunday? So after much one could say, it's a great passage. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. and I still love that sense of John telling the story in a way that's really speaking to this community. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost like a stage whisper. I don't know. It's yeah. just something mm-hmm. that that's just so clever. I yeah, mean, and- I know everybody's writing in a way to their original audience. I get that, but uh-huh. to find yourself in your audience. But the way John does this here, mm-hmm. I mean. It's it's subtle in a way that's I mean it's not like Mark is in your face mm-hmm. right Mark is well you know the women didn't do anything what are you going to do yeah. and and but John has this sort of telling of the story and you don't realize mm-hmm. wow it's really kind of about us it it is and it, and I think it's precipitated by a crisis of the the, the death of the first generation of believers yeah. you know they need to hear this like oh you know you guys you lucky second and third generation and subsequent generation believers you guys are the blessed ones you don't need to see this you don't even uh, have to see we are not disadvantaged by any means there's no there's no second and third generation we're all first generation because we are born of that spirit which god which is how jesus comes to us and That's terrific. remains with us wow it's so clever john is so clever he is they're all so clever i mean <laughs> yeah. not really seriously they're just right. such artistry going on in the composition <laughs> mm-hmm. of these stories Sometimes I hand out my syllabus for the John class. I go, if anyone gets a, um, one of my older syllabi that says uh, uh, the synoptics tricky friend, uh, that's the old one. Can we get that back? <laughs> used to call it John the synoptics tricky friend. Yeah, he is. He's great. Mm-hmm. Well, he pulls this off. All right. Well, I hope your Easter season is uh, going to continue on well. We will continue uh, in our Old Testament readings and acts, which I'm just not going to let go of <laughs> uh, as we go. And. Uh, Make sure and like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, buy stuff off Zazzle, I guess, uh, represent the merch. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And follow the Zany pictures on Instagram. We are always sending those out. Are we? Uh, no. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, we don't actually have an Instagram <laughs> we don't, that, I, oh, okay. that I know of. Snapchat? Uh, I'm on Snapchat, oh, but okay. I, not... Pictionary? No. no, that's different. That's something else, I That's think. not a social platform. Okay. I don't think so. So, <laughs> Club, see us. Say hello on Club Penguin if you see us. <laughs> Or Fortnite. So are you see we're playing our, Fortnite. Make sure and uh, make sure you see our penguin avatar. <laughs> <laughs> Give you lift a fin, <laughs> flipper. Oh. Slap me up top. Have a good week. Blessings. Blessings. Blessings.